The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we're going to be talking about hard assets, assets that stand the test of time, especially during these times where inflation, at least from the government's perspective, is at 7% plus. But of course, when you go to fill up your gas tank or go to the grocery store or start looking at your energy prices, et cetera, et cetera, it's probably closer to 15. Easy. Um, this week, Jerry, the prices, uh, sorry, the, the Dow, it went down this week, a lot of indi- uh indexes were down this week and uh, gold was holding steady it did come down a little bit but we're still holding up over the $1,900 silver is still hanging on to to most of the gains that it's had over the past couple months Um, you know the first article I wanted to bring to the table here is um, from a blog that says uh, the title is something can't fall if it's something can't fall on bad news then it can't fall at all Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a, a good characteristic of what we're seeing in the gold and silver market right now? Yeah, it's very characteristic of the gold market. Very resilient despite a rising 10-year Treasury yield spiking towards 3%, which the algorithms suggest to sell gold um, because of the rising yield. So you want to chase the yield, so therefore you want to sell the the gold off. So you had a little bit of a a pullback in the gold prices because of an algorithm trade on the comics. But we know here at Guildhall, nobody's selling their gold. Nobody's coming back and selling their silver, unless they obviously have to if, you know, times are tough. But, you know, overall, I would say, I would say, you know, overall, our sales are just, you know, at 95%, whereas people are, people are not, people are not selling their gold, Jeremy. What do you think is the reason? What are you hearing when people are are contacting you? What is their main reasons that they want to be involved in precious metals today? So many uncertainties. Um, There's about five or six various issues, but it all culminates with their with our currency. People have are now are now seeing the pumps they're seeing the prices and are now taking measures into their own hands uh, many people have pulled cash out of the bank so you know they want to have a little bit more control over their money but they realize if I have if I'm sitting in cash and there is rising inflation um, not at you know what we were told at you know the all-time high world well, well CPI in Canada came out this week at 6.7. Smashed expectations came coming in real hot, but 6.7 doesn't reflect real-world inflationary data uh, here in Canada. So people are, you know, they're scared of inflation. Can it happen here? Of here, of course, it can happen. Um, the fabric of any strong nation is the currency. So with a currency issue, you have to convert and you have to do it now. Um, and you know. There's other concerns as well. You know, there's government encroachment. This is this is a huge topic of conversation that we're having almost daily, that we have to address, and um, more so social divide. I'm getting a lot of that right now. People feel oh, really? very. In what sense? Very well. Our clients are are, are a different breed. I would I would say that uh, that the furthest of the extent I'm not going to get into the politics of it, uh, but we understand we see things a little differently. And because of that, you know, we've seen families get divided. 
um, you know, mean. social divide has happened. And it's very unfortunate, but I think Canada has never been uh, this divided ever. It's really, really unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the lockdowns and, and such has, has created a lot of um, tension amongst lots of families. You know, I, we did notice a lot, maybe six months ago, people would come in. Um, you know, we talk a lot of geopolitics at, at Guildhall with, with customers. And, you know, they, they felt kind of uh, alone in, in their thoughts. And I, I did notice that the the convoy, of course, brought a lot of people together. It emboldened a lot of many people to, to say what they were really thinking. And, um, and and so I don't think people feel that way anymore. But I think what's happening is the, the inflation side is glaring. Mm-hmm. I think you can talk about anything, any aspect of the, the market at all. You can go geopolitics. You can go supply demand. You can uh, – any types of things you can imagine. But I think the main glaring issue is inflation at 15%. Mm-hmm. For years, we've talked on the show about the idea that if the government stated inflation's at 2%, but real-world inflation is around 6%, then you have a negative real-world return of 4%. That is correct. So what are you doing to overcome that? Okay, you might be doing some some uh, investing, and if you're getting 8%, then okay, you're you're a little ahead, right? Gold is not an investment. Gold is money. Gold and silver are money. When you when you acquire them, there's no counterparty risk. When you think about putting money into a bank and getting some sort of interest on it, it's because you're an unsecured creditor of the bank. You know, when you make an investment, you know, let's say you buy uh, buy Apple stock, you're hoping that this company produces a fantastic product that they're going to make it with great margins and that everybody wants to buy it and they're going to be super profitable. And there you go. But there's a counterparty. The counterparty is Apple. You're hoping they're going to do great. When it comes to paper versions of precious metals, the counterparty is the the entity that physically owns that product, not you. So when you physically own gold and silver, there's there's, there's no counterparty there. And the idea as well, more importantly, when it comes to gold as money, is that it preserves wealth. Absolutely. The currency that's in the bank right now is not preserving your wealth. What your $20 bill buys you today will not buy you $20 worth of goods in a year, Mm -hmm. in two years, in three years. Yes, there's a $20 bill in 1980. Yes, there's a $20 bill in 2022. But they do not buy the same things. Not the same thing. They are not the same thing at all. Gold does that. Gold will maintain the purchasing power. So I don't understand why people, there's not even a bigger flood to precious metals because if people understood that you have $100,000 in the bank, you might as well burn $15,000 of it right now. Mm-hmm. Just burn it. Yeah. It's, it, that's what, th- next year you're only gonna be able to buy $85,000 worth of goods. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? You put that money into a GIC at 3% over a five year period, what does 3% get you? What is that getting you? Nothing. You're losing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's safe. Is it? It's a safe loss. That's it's right. a guaranteed safe loss. Yeah. If you understood the game, what's the game? The game is government understates inflation. Real world inflation is much, much higher. And they get to secretly abscond with your wealth. Mm-hmm. If you understand that game, you're going to do everything you can to, to make sure that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It should never happen. 
Now, I have, in relation to the Canadian inflation data that came out this week, CTV reported, they gave us kind of a scorecard for the items that are going up in Canada. For example, gas prices, they have a 39.8%. Groceries are up 8.7%. Passenger vehicles up 7%. Furniture up 13%. Versus the information that's coming from the U.S. Bloomberg terminal out of the BLS, where here is the U.S. inflation scorecard. So let's do some comparison. That was Canada's data. We're sitting at 6.7% CPI. However, in the U.S., it looks much more different. House price growth up 69, food up 58%, not 8.7% here in Canada. Gas is up 72% in the States. Diesel's up 154%. The Fed's balance sheet is up 21%. Mortgage rates are up 83.3%. But CTV's telling us groceries are just up 8%. How much more of this are we going to take as far as this, the, 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 the relay of data? Canadians don't believe this anymore. Canadians are seeing real-world inflation with what it is and protecting against, against this erosion of purchasing power. There is just one old family recipe. The old family recipe has always been real assets, real gold and silver. And we're not talking about gold proxy investments that our investment community may be introducing to people, ETFs, and maybe paper certificates, or maybe even a stock. But there is no direct bullion holding being offered. We are talking about owning a direct physical allocation of precious metals. You hit the nail on the head regarding counterparty risk. A direct physical allocation, now this is coming from the Ibbotson Associates, foremost leaders in asset allocation models, a direct physical allocation in precious metals provides an unencumbered investment with one, zero counterparty risk, two, sufficient liquidity for large investors, and three, no dependence on management for performance. That is what gold provides you. It's in, you're now decoupling your wealth, your family's future away from all of the lies, all of the madness, because as this progresses, they're cornering themselves. This is a, probably the worst social and monetary experiment in history besides what's happening in Japan. The Japanese currency, ladies and gentlemen, is falling like an anvil in water. The gold price is at an all-time high in Japanese yen. It continues to go up daily. There's no cup, cup and handle there in ja Japanese yen. It's just going straight up to the moon. And you can't have that happen in Japan. Because they are major exporters. And when you have this, is this issue with currency, we're going to have issues with items coming out of Japan. And, and now you're seeing the scapegoating, right? There's a lot of politicians scapegoating on what's happening. And we're going we're gonna to cut through the scapegoating and tell you what the real problems are and how you're going to help yourself solve them and not only just survive these major inflationary periods, but also thrive. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you want to own physical precious metals and you've never purchased before, go to our e-store. It's 
guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Pick up an ounce of gold, maybe a tube of silver maples, maybe some 10-ounce bars. Just get a feel for it. Just dip a toe in the water. Start to understand that this is a physical asset, that this is a retail product that you're acquiring. And then you can move into other things like their storage or registered accounts, RSPs, TFSAs, where it's all physical, all fully allocated, all fully segregated. And uh, you always maintain full, complete ownership of your product. To learn more, go to guildhallwealth.com, the number one eight seven seven eight silver This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about physical gold, physical silver, the value of having that as part of your portfolio, and especially during these type of inflationary times um, and potentially even deflationary times at some point down the road, that it's important to have your wealth somewhere where it's going to be retained. As we talked about in the last segment, the idea of you know government stating inflation at 2% or 7%, but real-world inflation being much higher than that, then you are losing wealth rapidly. And it's not just from the inflationary side, Jerry. It's also the fact that you're taxed 35 40%. You pay 13% on anything else you, pay, you buy after tax dollars. So the amount that of the wealth that's being taken from you, that's being confiscated from you, mm-hmm. You've got to take a stand at some point and say, this is, this is craziness. This is craziness. And I think this dovetails nicely into an article you presented with me before we jumped on air about what happened during the Roman period in, in, in terms of their money system. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about it? Because I think it's going to be interesting to talk about or to, to compare what happens to societies when you start to degrade the money. Mm-hmm. I say a lot on the show and I say a lot to clients, you know, nothing is new under the sun. And this is very true, especially when it comes to currency. So there was a massive discovery uh, this week. The headline is from sciencealert.com. An ancient financial crisis has been discovered in Roman coins. So just last week out of the University of Warwick, we had some archaeologists um, started to um, investigate and start to um, test the denarius, the currency of ancient Rome, um, in light of an essay that was written over 2,000 years ago by Cicero. He, he had an essay that was, uh, that was on moral leadership, and, and he really honed in on a line that, uh, that, that, that boggled historians to, to this day. One of the lines that Cicero wrote was, back in Rome, in, in ancient Rome, he wrote the coinage back then was being just tossed around so that no one was able to know what they had. And archaeologists and researchers couldn't really pinpoint what they meant, and they knew it was a, a currency issue, but so many things were happening in Rome at that time. So he just he, he made a comment that the currency is being tossed around, and people didn't quite understand what that meant. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Okay. So what was happening, so these researchers in, in the UK, they, they, they broke down the composition of the, of the coins. And they, what they realized was, yep, uh, by 90 BC, the denarius was composed of pure silver. 
but that it dropped 10% only five years later. The denarius first dropped to under 95% fine, and then it fell again to 90%, with some coins as low as 86%. And these were the schemes that the government were using. Schemes of, as a sleight of hand, the, the currencies were being eroded right under, our, right under the, the citizens' uh, feet. They didn't know what was happening, but they realized our currency is becoming more and more worthless. And what was happening even further was there was social unrest. There was election issues. It led to a just massive social strife. Uh, and these are schemes, if we can relate to, to today, what we're seeing, schemes like quantitative easing. Sounds great. One, two, and three. Even how the, the measure of our inflation has changed from 1980. They used to include food, fuel, housing, not today. And even rate manipulation, LIBOR, FX, everything is being skewed. And we are the dumb ones. We're the ones that, okay, if you're telling me that the real world inflation is 6%, meanwhile, my dollar is dropping every single year. Guess what? I can't give a $20 bill anymore as a gift to, to, a, to a, a relative. I got to bump it up to a 50 or a 100. That's right. And this is uh, just this just amazing discovery out of the UK that really cements the argument of sound money. And what they actually had to do was there was, um, you know, in t to conclude, there was, a, was a, um, one of the, I guess, Roman uh, tribunes, he realized, okay, we got to do something with a currency. So they eventually brought it back to sound money. They brought it back to a one-to-one -one or with some silver and with bronze. So they, so they were able to not only restore the currency, but they brought back trust. They brought back credibility to the society and Rome was, was able to continue and move on. So what this tells us is that once you start to degrade the currency, you are degrading society. Another example of this is the, um, the way they, they talk about, well, basically to say that in this world, an ounce of gold is an ounce of gold. Okay, an ounce of gold in Australia is one ounce of gold. An ounce of gold in Iran is one ounce of gold. It's a measurement that can't be changed. But when you talk to a central banker and you say, not what's a woman, but you say, what's an inch? They say, well, what am I measuring? No, no, no. There's no such thing as relativity in this sense. You have to have truth to a certain extent. You have to be able to say an ounce of gold is an ounce of gold because it helps you make sound economic decisions. Mm -hmm. We've had one, one little test I've, I've always in, done in the office to help make a demonstration of this is I'll ask someone, what's the value of the dollar? And they say, oh, well, it's, it's 126 against the, the American dollar. Oh, okay, what's that worth? Uh, down the rabbit hole we go. Down the rabbit hole we go, because you've got they're they're both floating what is money they're both floating they have no no uh anchor to anything and so it's completely relative what you end up with is jerry i don't know how much you weigh if i'm using a measuring tape mm -hmm. that's, that's it right. <laughs> so this is the trick this is the sleight of hand this the is the way they uh get you is they want everything to be relative so that you don't notice what's going on. And little by little, they get you. 
And of course, if you just slightly start to raise taxes a little bit, a little bit, you know, if you make inflation and you're taking away on the other side, then people don't know what, what's being taken from them. Before it's too late, you're already weighing cuffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and that's really what this is. Yeah. And so when you look at, at what happened in, in Roman period, you can see degraded the society. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they had to go back to a standard. So the million-dollar question, Jerry, is are we going back to a gold standard? Well, seeing how the core of the issue was not politics, well, yeah, that politics led to the erosion of the currency. The solution to bring back the trust in the political system back then in Rome was to restore the money. And for thousands of years, and we're going, we're literally going back thousands of years here, Jeremy, back to 90 BC. Yes, we have to go back to a standard that is relative across the board, that is, that crosses borders that crosses um, classes. This is one way of restoring faith in the first. Like they got to deal with the currency. We do have a problem with the Canadian dollar, and it's a tremendous problem, and it's much higher. It's a, it's a much worse than what the media is saying that it is. And the only way to do this is to back it up yourself. Become your own bank. Become your own uh, central bank, if you will. Acquire the gold, convert out of worthless currency paper into the real thing. Not a proxy. We're not talking about silver or gold certificates, which I think the, the rate at which the paper to physical, it's about a 400 to 1. So for every physical one ounce you have there, you have 400, 500 pieces of paper that are supposed to look like and feel like gold and silver, but it's not yours. You want the real thing. You want the real money in your portfolio at all times, whether it be to take home, throw it in the vault outside of the financial and banking system. And that's that's what it is. You can't have gold is one of a kind. Silver is one of a kind. It's a financial asset that does not involve the financial system. It is the system that is sick. But your financial asset must be healthy. And that one proven financial asset, historically, Jeremy, History does not lie here. Math doesn't lie here. It's gold and silver, hands down. And there's only so much. There's only so much of it around. Uh, I think the amount of gold, all of the gold that's ever been mined, even going back prior to Roman times, is maybe worth eleven trillion. Mm-hmm. The governments printed that last year. <laughs> they printed that in a snap. <laughs> Right, it's laughable. It, like it's you're true. talking thousands of years of mining to get to that amount of gold. And, of course, I think we are going to go back to some sort of standard because what we're living in right now is not just an illusion. It's a, it's a delusion of, of what value is, and we've got to move back to value. Now, it's already happening. P- countries around the world in their trade agreements for years now have already been starting to get rid of the dollar. There's been moves of that. Now, Russia made a big move because they put on the, the Americans put the sanctions on and the the Russians said, okay, we can work without that. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to protect our dollar by pegging it to, to gold. And ever since that has happened, Jerry, now I know it's only been basically a couple months now or just under a couple months, but there's been a floor under the price of gold. We haven't seen gold go back down below 1900. Maybe it will. That maybe Maybe on paper it does. But the fact is, is that the ruble got strength again, 
and they put a floor under the price of gold because if the price of gold does go down too far, you can have an arbitrage. You can say, okay, I'll take delivery of the gold. Oh, you you really want the, the paper price of gold to be $1,700 an ounce? Send me every one of my ounces. Yes, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go to Russia and sell it, right? Now maybe it's not that simplistic, but it's just to demonstrate the point that they're backing, and they're starting to make trade deals that do not include the U.S. dollar. And it's not just it's not just Russia; it's all the BRIC nations. It's half the world. Half the world are making making decisions now, saying we're not gonna use the U.S. dollar. And the only way you're gonna maybe we maybe we will live in a multi-currency polar. Uh, you know, reserve currency world, but you're going to need something to put the trust back in. And and I saw an interesting stat a couple of weeks ago. They were saying, you know, the faith in government in the states, in I think the 50s was at 70 percent. It's less than 30 percent now. Mm-hmm. That's how much faith people have in the governments. If that, if that. So this is a this is a. I do feel overall it's a little bit of every man for himself. Like take care way. of yourself now because the you know I, I don't think. What's the famous quote from Reagan? The, the the last words you want to hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, you really have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your family. And one of the things that people are doing when they're owning physical gold and physical silver is they're removing themselves from harm's way in terms of being in the system. If you have equities, they can disappear overnight. You have anything digital, it can disappear in a snap. How? You just turn off the lights, right? There, you know. And there, here's the other thing: before we go to break, you know, the powers that be, gov- heads of government, are have been saying, "Oh, there's going to be, um, there's going to be attacks, right? Internet attacks and and all these type of things." Right. They've been talking about, "Oh, there's going to be food shortages because of Ukraine." And if you if you do the digging, you're going to see that there's a whole bunch of food processing plants in the States that are going up in flames. Up in fire, yeah. Well, that's got nothing to do with what's going on in in, in Eastern Europe. Absolutely nothing. No. But it, it get the sure blame. as hell smells like not just fire, but disaster capitalism to me. So let's talk a little bit more about that. And conspiracy theories. Ooh. Are we being, are conspiracy theorists being proven right? Hmm? I don't know. We'll have to talk about that in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, physical. You have to own physical. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. It's the real money show on AM six forty. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of six forty Toronto. Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, this was a, a post on Instagram from Jack Posobiec from CTV News. Conspiracy theorists keep getting things right. <laughs> Experts say that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> uh, movements like the Freedom Convoy are fueled by conspiracy theories, and when those theories are correct, it legitimizes them. This is the craziest thing I've ever read. Legit, if a conspiracy theory is proved right, which it, is the truth, which is obviously then proven to be correct, no longer a conspiracy theory, this is a problem. 
So what is being told here? It's the, the mainstream media telling you that when they lose control of a narrative because they can no longer call you out as a conspiracy theorist, right? Which a conspiracy theorist, you could be right, you could be wrong. You're recognizing patterns, right? One of our favorites here uh, on the show is Lynette Zhang, right? We've all followed Lynette Zhang. She's fantastic um, in terms of her analysis of the gold and silver market. Yes. And for a very long time, one of the best things about her uh, YouTube channel was that all she was doing is recognizing the patterns. Look at where the money printing's going. Recognize the pattern. Look how much the Fed is intervening in the overnight lending. Look at that pattern. Look at how these patterns play out over history. We did it in the last segment, Jerry. Look at the pattern of Rome. When they start uh, debasing the currency, so so went the culture. So mm -hmm. went society. How did you pull it? How did you rein it back? You have to get the. You got to get the consistency back into the money. Mm -hmm. You have to get the standard back. So it's all about recognizing patterns, and this is interesting because, as a conspiracy, one of the conspiracies would be that gold people would say the market's manipulated, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you'd be told that you're a conspiracy theorist. Um, is the gold and silver market manipulated? Let's talk about it. Every market is, is in one way, shape, or form manipulated from LIBOR to FX, interest rates, gold markets. Um, so yes, Markets are being manipulated in the precious metal space. Manipulation happens when you have institutions and banks uh, creating derivatives, or we talked about, we, 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 Paper call supply. Them, we call them proxy, that's supposed to look and feel like the real thing. Uh, but this gives us hope because when you have on, on paper, it looks and feels like the real thing, it, <laughs> not in real life, yes. but like on paper, you look on your screen and you say, oh, oh I own this much gold. Right. And especially if someone is advising you on that, that yes, you know what, it's gold's a little bit too um, hard to store, for example. That's a myth, by the oh, way. Oh, these are all great myths. The, the, oh, it's too heavy to store. It's volatile. Again, you need to, if you have these questions, not enough of we'll it. share the report with you, the Ibbotson Associates report. This is not written by Guildhall. This is, um, you know, one of the foremost leaders in asset allocations who've tested the, short the sh sharp and sortino ratios, which measure volatility, and adding gold to the mix of your portfolio actually benefits your, your portfolio. So going back to these proxies, they're, they, they just create supply, artificial supply. So whenever you need to temper prices, because you mentioned a lot, Jeremy, that gold is an economic barometer of, of health. And if you allow the gold price to act normally with, with freedom and truth and honesty, uh, then gold prices are going to go skyrocketing and they need to create these derivatives to temper the price. But the problem is, which is our solution and their problem, is that when you take the physical ounces out of the market and demand delivery and demand delivery, the paper prices go up in smoke. And that is part of the reason why they say it's a conspiracy theory um, to quell, you know, the delivery. But people are not listening. They're they're coming to us. They're taking delivery. They want to get it in their 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 RSP. Even still, you know, the way we hold our physical bullion, in it, <clears throat> even though it shows up in an RSP, Jeremy, is that we hold it entirely outside of the financial system. These bars are titled to you, the owner, not to Guildhall, not to me. 
not to any other entity. This belongs to you, the owner. And you know that you own it because you can go visit it. You can take delivery of that one particular bar. Try to do that with someone else's gold. Now, here's, here's another issue with trying to manipulate a physical market with paper. I, I start from the premise of this. If you had a printing press in your backyard, you know what's real and what's fake. What's the first thing you're going to do with that printing press? You're going to buy stuff, right? Um, and of course, you're going to protect, you're going to try to keep the prices low on that stuff so that everyone else doesn't realize that your paper's fake and run into that market. So the first thing to understand is that it, the, this is a fiat currency system, which is obviously failing because you can start to see the, the changes around Cracks, the world. Yeah. But it's a fiat system, and the first thing you want to do is get everybody to, to believe in that system and not believe in, in reality and believe that somehow that has value to it. And maybe it works for a while, but then eventually it ends. Take, take the Bretton Woods, for, in, for instance. They peg gold at $35 an ounce. How do you keep the peg? If the price wants to rise, you release physical product into the market. But at some point, you get people like Charles de Gaulle who say, wait a minute, how much money are you printing? And you've got gold at $35 an ounce, and I can convert it at this price? Give me the gold. And eventually the U.S. says, well, we don't want to keep giving gold at $35 an ounce because given the amount of money we're printing, it should be worth way, way more. Mm -hmm. I can't just keep giving this out at a, at, a, at a a loss, right? It's a loss leader. So what do they do? They go, we'll shut the window. Where did gold go? $850 an ounce within a decade. This is Let's keep on this topic of what happens when these so-called conspiracies um, become reality and the paper scam fails. The number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Um, hint, it looks really, really good for those who are holding physical metal. It's The Real Money Show, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about the physical gold and silver market and the idea of manipulating this market. Is it manipulated? I'm going to say 100% yes. At the same time, though, Jerry, I want all of our listeners to keep in mind here that gold is up 350% over the last 20 years. So when we're saying the word manipulation, it's not a, oh, you can never win at the game, okay? The price keeps rising and the value keeps rising and it's beating inflation over that 20-year period. What we're talking about is the fact that they're able to tamp down the price using the paper market. And also, as you mentioned in the last segment, Jerry, by using the paper market to kind of create what I call the steam valve on a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. If we can divert funds to paper instead of getting you on the physical, then we're going to be moving that pressure on the physical market away. Buys them time. It buys time. Now, that is... So... The time. At some point, someone says, well, I want the physical, not the paper. And that's when the game ends. The advantage is that right now, the paper prices are low. They have been pushed low. Why? Because if you have the paper scheme going, you don't want an exit. 
And if the price of gold and silver are rising rapidly, people intuitively know that there's a problem with the financial system. You know, gold is an intuitive thing. It is a subconscious thing. It's a societal subconscious thing. You look on a cover of a magazine for your investment for years, for the year 2022, and the, I'll tell you what's going to be on the cover, Jerry. It's going to be a golden egg. Okay? Absolutely. People understand this. So you want to you wanna get rid of that exit sign so you can keep people in the fiat currency because if it's in gold, you can't steal their wealth. So you want to you want to get them out of their gold, mm-hmm. right? And if the price looks low, well, who wants to own that? Well, at some point, people say, "I don't care." And of course, that is pushing the price higher. Look at the premiums today, and this is the big crack. The premiums on precious metals are way higher than the paper price. If you wanted to buy a hundred ounce bar of silver three and a half years ago, it would have been a dollar twenty over spot. Today, it's four dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? So. The price isn't $26. It's, it's clearly $30. It's already $30. So the paper price isn't, scam isn't working anymore. And the demand for physical breaks that market. Just like the demand for physical broke the market in 19, 1968 through 1971, we're having the same breaking pattern in the market today. Mm-hmm. And then you had the Basel III rules come in, which is something we've discussed. Now, those went into effect, I think, this year, earlier this year or a bit last year. We had it. We've talked about it on the show. You can go to our YouTube channel and, and learn about that. And when it happened, or what we're seeing now is the day that it got implemented, the comics came out and said, essentially, they changed their rules. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about conspiracy number five eight nine. So we got gold and silver conspiracy number five eight nine. Really, what that is, Jeremy, is the comics rule five eight nine under the category of no bid. It's when all the weak hands have sold their physical silver. We've had that already. I think we've had that a few years back, as I mentioned earlier. No one's selling. But when no one else wants to sell any of any of their ounces, in this case, auctions will be introduced in the U.S. through the COMEX. And this rise in precious metals will be brutal. It was published in December of 2014, and it provided this exact scenario. If the bidding on the silver, and this is for silver especially because we know how important silver is. And we'll go through the Silver Institute's world survey shortly. Oh, I got to interrupt you on, Please on that for a second, okay? <laughs> so we've talked about on this show that gold is the peak of the inverted pyramid, right? The Exter's pyramid, yeah. The Exter's pyramid. And silver is actually the peak peak. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it got me thinking, I was like, wow, it's really like Argyle Diamonds. Because mm-hmm. they're the peak of the pyramid for the Argyle Diamonds. mining mm-hmm. because it was one-tenth of one percent of the production. So they, so when you look at the diagrams in, in Argyle books, there's a pyramid mm-hmm. and they put the pinks right at the tip. Silver tip bullet. Silver, silver's the same. Yeah, wow. silver tipped bullet. I like it. So this is the auction. So bidding on the silver goes up by three. And this is a scenario where no one wants to sell the silver. It could be the mines. Right. It could be the wholesalers. We're seeing that. Wholesalers don't want to sell right now. For what? Worthless cash? Well, also because there, there reaches a point, just to demonstrate this, there reaches a point that if the price is moving higher and it's so difficult to get the product, you're in no, you do not want to sell. That's right. right. If, a, if a market is moving that much higher all the time, you, you're, why would I sell? Mm-hmm. Right? So this is a- from, from the miners. 
right? They've been mining this and selling it at a discount for years. And now all of a sudden they've got this hot commodity. It's rising in price and they can't get it to the market fast enough. They say, no, I'm not selling it. And then the, the, it could go through the wholesalers and the retailers too. Market's moving so fast. It's so hard to get the product. I can't replace the product. Why would I sell it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and the, this is coming from the comics themselves, who we know are naked short sellers. They, they have no silver. They have no silver to, in their coffers. So this is a scenario if the bidding on silver price goes up by $3 without anyone agreeing to sell at that price, the market pauses for two minutes. Then the auction resumes. In 10 or 12 minutes, the price can go up to $12. As the daily increase limit is reached, the market will be closed until the following day without any fixing. Without fixing, no one will be able to buy or sell physical silver. The next day, the scenario will be in play. The auction will resume and with the initial price plus $12 of the day before if and no one wants to sell. The price will rise again by 12 plus 12 plus 12 plus 12. This is the silver squeeze, Jeremy. But this is an institutional death toll on the Comex and all of the paper pushers in the physical silver market. Um, the silver squeeze is on. This is the silver squeeze 2.0, 2.1, and it's it's just it's just ramping up. Yeah, you know, you had when when COVID first hit, everyone jumped into the gold market. Many people jumped into the gold market. Those people haven't sold. Then you had the silver squeeze last year. Those people haven't sold. And now you have what what's gone on in the last few months in the market, where distrust of government, government overreach, people are inflation. People are saying, I got to get out of this market. 589 was implemented the day after the Basel rules came out and said, you got to get to a one-to-one ratio. And the comics knew they couldn't get to a one-to-one ratio. So they implemented, they put into place rule 589. Ironically, or maybe not ironically, this showed up on a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Bart Simpson writing rule 589 on the, on the board. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know, maybe to you. It, it had to do it with the XRP, XRP to a 589, which it didn't happen. But we all know that, uh, you know, if you follow conspiracy theories, XRP is a very important one. So we keep an eye on that. I know, I think we hold a little bit of XRP just to say that we have some. Because we'll there's a connection there as well between XRP and gold, if you're following a little bit on that. So we'll talk about that on, on some other episodes of, of the show. But yes, the scheme could blow up. It's destined to blow up. It's all about physical. These are tumultuous times. Anything can happen. You want to make sure your wealth is safe, especially for your family, especially for yourself. Get it out of the system, at least a portion of it. Make sure that you've got that peace of mind. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thank you so much to all our listeners for joining us this week. It was very enjoyable for me. Great to have a discussion with you on that, Jerry. And of course, the conspiracy theories. We'll talk about more of those on more episodes of The Real Money Show. If you've missed an episode, please check us out on YouTube and follow us on Telegram, where we've got some great articles that we put out throughout the week. And we will speak to you next week on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.